stepping it up tonight. That sounded like two people making two different sounds, but it was just you. It was just me, guys. That was Jake Bennington, by the way. And sitting opposite from me is Jake Ackley. Woo! And this is Movie Takes with the Jakes. Hello. It is Uh, January 23rd, 2019. Oh, it is. It is. Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, James Harden just dropped 62 points. I think it was 61 or 62 points tonight. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. But that happened. That is where we're at today in history. He has averaged 42.5 points since, like, I can't remember, but it's been like two months or something crazy. Really? Yeah. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. Let's just start off with some sports <laughs> factoids. My bad. <clears throat> All right. That's well, we okay. actually have a lot of really great information tonight. We're really excited. And uh, without further ado, we should get right in. We'll get right in. We should get right in. Right. So um, I'll start off with the movie news segment, as we always do here in the beginning. And to start things off, I'll talk about a trailer that just dropped um, this last week, and it's for John Wick 3. So I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen those? Oh, yes. Okay. So you're a fan? A big time. Big Did you time. like the second one as much as the first? I liked it more. Really? Okay. John Wick 2 is better than John Wick 1. Interesting. I actually have not seen the second one. No. I saw the first one. And the first one was unexpectedly a great movie. The second one, same thing. Same cool. Thing. Sweet. Well, the trailer for number three just came out, and that stars Keanu Reeves, who is in a lot of movies. Um, the one he's known best for is definitely the Matrix trilogy. So... He's like uh, an incredible spy agent caliber sort of a guy, and he shoots and kills a ton of people, and it's there's a lot more to it. But literally the plot of the first one is you, you killed my dog, and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. That's, that's actually no joke. It's not an exaggeration. Some people kill his dog. He's mad. I'm killing you now. Yeah. So... They poked the bear, yeah. and they awakened the dragon. And so, um, big time excited for John Wick three. Um, gonna talk about Jan again. My dad, mm-hmm. big big fan of the John. Is he Wick. back? Is he sunburnt? Back yeah. from the cruise? Big time. We love you here, Jan. He uh, big fan of the John Wick movies. They're just they're. He is really big time. He calls them a symphony of violence. <laughs> It is the best, oh. and I've always really enjoyed going to my going to the movies with my dad, and uh, so we'll be we'll be viewing John Wick three together this coming May. That's dope. I know. I love it. Anyway, moving on. Moving okay, on. some more stuff in movie news is there is a movie that is a sequel um, to a movie called Coming to America. And this this is only noteworthy to people who are a little bit older. So Coming to America came out 18, 20 years ago, starring Eddie Murphy, who has not been in a lot as of late. And uh, he is he's really, really well known for that movie. So the fact that they're coming all the way back and making a sequel, which is what they do a lot these days at the 20-year mark, it seems, is pretty big news. So talk to your parents about that, <laughs> whoever's listening. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know our demographic yet. No idea. Yeah, but for sure don't. Yeah. Cool. I uh, never seen it. I know that he plays some sort of like royalty, mm-hmm. and he comes to America and is sort of experiencing the, the American culture. 
but I've never seen it. It is of comedic style. You've seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, because neither of us can really yeah. talk to that much. I just know a lot of people are excited about it. I don't they? know garbage about it. No, but me either. He's, I, that's I, it. That's all I know. But Eddie Murphy, obviously, uh, is a big deal, and he hasn't been anything in anything in a while. So, probably, reason to be excited. Probably better than doing Dr. Doolittle 7 or whatever it would Dr. be. Dr. Doolittle? Yes. What? He was Dr. Doolittle. No. Oh, wow. That was absent from my brain. Yeah. That was gone. You brought it, it back. Yeah, it was. That's okay. Okay. Daddy anyway. Daycare. Classic. Um, <laughs> You want to get this next one? Yeah, I'll get this next one. I am um, very uh, interested, yet confused, yet uh, intrigued, but cautiously so. Um, last week there was a kind of a very teasery teaser trailer for Ghostbusters 3, I'm guessing is what they're calling it. What does that mean? They're making a new Ghostbusters movie. No, no, but Ghostbusters 3. Yeah, it's supposed to be more of a sequel to Ghostbusters 2 than the 2016 one was. Okay, what? So is it with the women? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. So Jason Reitman is going to direct it. He's famous for like, uh, his most recent movie was Tully, but he did uh, Juno was his first real big movie that got him famous. Okay, yeah. He's the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first two Ghostbusters. And I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who's going to be in it. I think it's supposed to sort of sidestep what they talked about and what happened in the one with all the, with the female leads and is supposed to be some sort of sequel to Ghostbusters two to the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. So like the the Bill Murray, the Dan Aykroyd um, characters are supposed to be in this universe. Cause, cause the all female one that came out a couple years ago is it sort of is a reboot and it and it really doesn't do anything connecting to the first original two. Weird. And and it's a really kind of it's a very short, very um, vague trailer that they just show. They like the their um, Echo One car is in like this barn. And so there's a trailer already for it. Yeah, like, kind of like it's a, really nothing. A it's, it's like an announcement teaser type. Okay. Thing. So there's really nothing to it. Other than that, we know very, very little except for Jason Reitman, um, 2020 is its release date. Weird. And it's okay. supposed to sort of connect. Sometime back, next so. year. As long as Leslie, what's her name? Jones. As long as Leslie Jones is not in it. She, uh, speaking to her, she is, pardon my French, pissed. Why? Pissed. Well, because they, she's like, they're just, they don't care about the female one that we did. They're just yeah. yeah she's well, really angry about it. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Sure. I think I mean, Leslie, but regardless of who was in that movie, that 2016 Ghostbusters is trash. It is this a steamy pile. Awful. It's movie. not a good movie. Awful. Awful film. Yeah, it's not good. But um, okay. Well, yeah, moving, moving on. This on. next one is really. By the way, I feel like I do need to clarify. It'll come back to haunt me someday. 
I simply think that Leslie is probably a great person. I have no idea. I'm only commentating that the way that she acts in her persona Didn't is not my style. Didn't do it for it's you. too loud. It's not funny to me. She's kind of Samuel L. Jackson with just they they do the same loud thing every you know role that they're in. Anyway, this is we are now three for three in terms of talking about <laughs> your hatred of Samuel L. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was thinking about this driving today. The irony that I don't like him, okay? The irony is that he's the highest grossing actor ever. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Ever. And do you know who was number two for a really long time? Like, well, number one, and they kind of kept going back and forth. Who's that? Harrison Ford. Okay. So, like, they're movies. Yeah, they're movies. So, it's kind of, it's a little misleading, but basically, if they in any way were in a movie then count the gross revenue from that movie to their grand total. And okay. so, I mean, you have you have uh, Harrison Ford, who is in Indiana Jones, and then Star Wars, and like some really insane money-making stuff, and then he's been in a lot of movies. But um, he was in second after a while because he stopped making as many movies, and then Force Awakens, and so he jumped yeah. back in the lead. And Samuel L. Jackson was in an interview saying, like, all he wanted to do was be number one and beat Harrison Ford. And so he's in like the Avengers and Spider-Man yeah, and yeah. all this crap. So well, he'll be number one forever. I think a big part of that, I, 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 I'm basing this really on nothing. Um, I actually read somewhere recently. He's, he's been in like a hundred movies. Samuel, Samuel L. L? Yeah. He's, and so, I mean, you take, you have so many movies that made some kind of money and they add that in. So I, I would say that, Consistently, Harrison Ford has been in movies that made more money, but I just by sheer number of movies, I think that's why the old Samuel beats him. Do you guys want to know the actual rankings and where they stand right now? They can't you can't answer. answer. You can't answer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. <laughs> just do it anyway. So Harrison Ford is in second place. I'll go ahead and tell you third place too. Go ahead, I'm sure you please. And please fourth do. place. And fifth place. Fifth place, Morgan Freeman, $4.5 billion. Fourth place. Sorry, did I say fourth place twice? Last one was fifth place. Yes. Fourth place, Tom Hanks. Duh. Okay. $4.6 sure. billion. Third place, Robert Downey Jr., $4.9 billion. All because of, of Iron Man. That's it. And Marvel. And uh, Marvel stuff. Crazy. That's it. Uh, number two is Harrison Ford with four point nine. Six three billion, and in first place, Samuel L. Jackson has leaped ahead, and he is now at five point seven five three billion, almost six billion dollars. That's he's crazy. Been involved yeah. and around. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Do this next one because it's awesome. Um, this was announced last week. Um, don't know how I feel about it totally, but it was announced that there will be two more Mission Impossible movies made back-to-back, released in the summer of 2021 and the summer of 2022. Why are you conflicted? Um, well, the, the part that I appreciate is that um, Christopher McQuarrie is coming back to do, he's writing and directing them, and he did Rogue Nation and Fallout. <laughs> Sorry, I made a face. And it was a good one. I'm distracting him. Um, and uh, so he he made two of the best and now is coming back to do two more. Um, the part that I'm struggling so, so with. So he's attached to both. He's going to write and direct both. Ooh. 
And um, the part that I'm struggling with is it feels like Paramount is milking. Pandering at this point. They're just, just milking. Milking the Mission Impossible franchise for all it's worth. And, um, I mean, Fallout was the highest grossing of the six. And it was probably the best reviewed of the six. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone loved it. And they, they're, I mean, it, it's very rare that you see a movie this long get this good and, yeah. and, and cons- consistently get better. Get better, yeah. That's and, the crazy part. And consistently <laughs> make more money. And, and so they're like, we, we have to milk this for every single bone that Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise has left to break in his body. It's curious. <laughs> He's serious. I'm not lying. He is pushing 60 years old and he can't do this. And they're like, he can't do this. So we've, we, as long as he's willing to push it and literally break and destroy his body, we, we've got to, we've got to make money off that. Yeah. So that's, that's, it feels a little, a uh, little quick. Um, I, the other day I was looking, there's like at those money grabbing. Yeah. The shortest amount of time between each one was three years. The longest is like six years. We're going to get two and we're going to get two essentially in three years. Yeah. I mean the, the eighth one will release in, in four years from fallout, but they, they're making them back to back. And so, um, the, the part that makes me feel a little bit of ease is that, um, Christopher McQuarrie, I hope that's how you say his last name. He has a knack for this franchise and this Ethan Hunt character. Um, so really excited to to see it, but I am optimistic. It's I'm I'm pumped. I I get your concerns. I get what you're saying. I am so excited though because this last one was just so dang good. The last yeah. two were really good, yeah. but this one, the stunts actually blew my mind i've never been just like i I like gasped yeah openly in the theater at the things that tom cruise does and the crazy part is a lot of people don't realize that they're really happening Yeah. yeah so if you guys have watched the last two movies especially really all of them but the last two it's got even crazier anything you see tom cruise doing in the movie he's actually doing Yes. The helicopter stuff. He's flying the helicopter. He's doing those aerial stunts in the helicopter. All of it. Every scene he's actually doing. So I don't think he has a stunt double. I'm I he doesn't. He can't have a stunt double. There's yeah, no just way. hold him back. Just hold yeah. him back. Yeah. Uh in case you're wondering, Tom Cruise is number nine wow. in highest gross grossing of all time. Three point nine eight nine billion. And okay. his highest grossing movie ever, what do you think it was? Um, his highest grossing, it's, it's probably fallout. Is it mission impossible fallout? You're not going to believe this. It's actually, it's probably something that he was like so small in. No, no war of the worlds. Really? 234 million. That's his highest grossing movie. Yeah. That's what it says. All right. Businessinsider.com. That's I just want to like go through this list. There's a lot of really interesting things of who makes the top 10 yeah. and then you realize why they're in it. But anyways, we'll keep moving. Cool. So one Mission last, Impossible. Uh, yeah. One last thought here in the, in the movie news department, I guess. 
Um, we uh, the Oscar nominations came out yesterday. They came out yesterday, and so I mean I didn't really have an idea of what we would talk about here. I guess we could just name a Oscars, of, a couple of categories, maybe. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, uh, the big one that we should probably mention first is uh, Best Picture. Um, there are eight Best Picture nominees. Would you like me to name them? Uh, sure. I don't have them memorized. Basically, so guys, if you're looking for crap, 2018 happened really fast. I don't really remember what movies came out and what ones were amazing. This is at least what the Academy is saying are, are these the eight. Best eight movies. So you have um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian with Rami. Rami Malek. You have The Favorite. You have Black Panther. You have Black Klansman, Green Book, Vice, A Star is Born, and Roma. Those are your eight Best Picture nominees. Awesome. Roma is a Netflix one, isn't it? Roma is a Netflix original. Cool. And if I'm putting money on any of these eight, it's Roma to win. Have you seen it? I have. It's good? It's easy to see. It's on Netflix. If you don't <laughs> have Netflix, go mooch off your dad. <laughs> I have that was he's got it. He's part. paying for it. Um, I have not seen it. It's great. It's I watched Black great. Klansman. Obviously, I, yeah. Black. I watched most of those. Yeah, I have not seen the. I have not seen two of these eight. I haven't seen The Favorite, and I haven't seen Vice. The Favorite's the only one I haven't heard of. Yeah, The Favorite's. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know much about it, um, but it's by a Greek man named Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh yeah, he did Lanthimos. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, he did the killing of the sacred so, oh, the, the killing no, of a sacred, sacred deer? deer? Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> Lanthimos, your ghost, Lanthimos. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, um, it's it's like a it's a period piece about I I don't know it's like a British queen I don't know which one I haven't seen it, but um yeah and then Vice is about Dick Cheney, <laughs> so uh, the Christian old, Bale Christian Bale. Very cool. They say that regardless of how you feel politically about the movie or, or how it was made, it's worth seeing simply because Christian Bale's not in it. It's Dick Cheney. Yeah, yeah. No, he gained say. weight and he looks great. Um, yeah, cool. We'll t- we'll do uh, we'll do another special where we really go through them. Yeah, yeah. We should yeah. do that. So you could uh, you could check them out yourself. There's all sorts of categories. The biggest snub of any of them to me. First Man was totally robbed of pretty much every did, category. Did it, it didn't get any nominations? It got a couple. It got the bullcrap ones no one cares about, like uh, sound design and, and <laughs> <laughs> I think production design. They and, designed the sound. Yeah, yeah. They Yes. Yeah, that's like incredible. We designed the sound on this laptop just moments ago. Yeah, we should get nominated. We should get nominated. Nominated. Right. We'll see you <laughs> in L.A. Um, cool. We'll okay. do another thing about that. I like it. Side note, I feel like Black Panther came out five years ago. It does not feel like that we're still, it's still, uh, we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. it's, that, that seems to me like it came out a long time ago. February, almost a year ago. Yeah. It's old. It's well, it was baller. Did love that movie. Okay, let's go into the next section. I'm next. excited. Yes. Um, classic time. Mr. Bennington and Mr. Ackley are going to discuss a couple of films that they love from, yeah. uh, we got, some good ones. Films, do we, we got some good ones today. Yeah. Okay. You want to start? Or you want me to start? Uh, I can start. I Go think ahead. you started last time. 
I'm actually coming out of left with a movie that Jake has not seen. I will be keeping my mouth very tightly shut during your portion. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to be, and actually before I talk about it, we got some feedback that maybe we should define some terminology that we use sometimes. And so I'll quickly define one that we used last time. We said it in passing really quickly. We referred to a cult classic. Oh. And I'm realizing that not everyone really understands what that is trying to say. Okay. Like, uh, and I'll give you some examples. There's uh, the Big Lebowski would be considered a, a cult, cult classic. classic, right? Yeah. You guys heard of that, that with Jeff Bridges? People the Dude Abides, right? Nobody's heard of that movie, probably. No, everyone, people have heard of that. No, okay, no. anyways, what does a cult classic mean to you, Jake? Um... Um, I think it's one, when I think of a cult classic, I think of a movie that uh, when it came out, it was uh, moderately uh, appreciated. I, I don't think it was necessarily a bomb financially at the box office. I don't think it necessarily got poor reviews. Um, I, don't, I just don't think it was appreciated when it first came out and has since had a following of people who consider it an incredible movie and it has and it has gained popularity over time through watching it on tv uh renting it back in the days of the blockbuster um and and things like that so a, a film that was kind of modest in in terms of its um appeal and mm -hmm. and you know success or whatever like it, any it, marvel yeah. movie could never be considered, a cult classic right. because they're the antithesis yeah 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 so, I mean, if you think if we want to take The Big Lebowski as an example, my voice just cracked. <laughs> if you want to take The Big Lebowski as an example, um, I don't think anybody really appreciated it much when it first came out. But people still talk about that movie, and yeah. it's 20-some years old now. Right. And we, and that's, that's the thing is you're still talking about it even though it wasn't a big deal when it was released. Yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I think. Yeah, Google says, a film that has acquired a cult following, cult films are known for their dedicated, passionate fan base, an elaborate subculture okay, that engages in repeated viewings, quoting, dialogue, and audience participation. So yeah, it's just this whole thing spins off of some weird random movie that no one cared about and people get obsessed with it and gets this following. Um, Fight Club was actually one of those movies initially. I, yeah, I would say that Fight Club is a, is a cult. Uh, I'm looking at a list of some examples. It says Reservoir Dogs, interesting one. I think a really good example is The Room. That's like your definition <laughs> kind of poster child of a cult classic because sometimes it's ironic the, the fan base even knows that what it is is not that great, but they love it anyhow, and they just kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. That's I would agree. Cool. So that's cult classic, just so you know. Okay. All right. Maybe we should have a, uh, a brief section where we do um, movie terminology. Yeah. Oh. Maybe, maybe someone can give us a little feedback on that. Um, yeah. Anyway, Hannah. Okay. Yeah. So the movie I'm going to review is one that Jake has not seen, and it's called The 13th Warrior. And I have found over the years that not a lot of people have heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, you've heard of it, you haven't seen it, and that is troubling to me because it is 
such a sick movie. It has. It's ill. The flu. It doesn't feel very good. No. And I love it. I love it. I want to take care of it. I want to tuck it in. I want to check its temp because it is such a good movie. You check that temp. <laughs> so as you're kind of talking about it and educating people, you'll be educating me. I don't know much about it other <clears throat> than it stars. Antonio Banderas. Which, if you didn't know what his name in English is, it's Anthony Flags. That is his name in English, if you were to directly translate it. Antonio Banderas. I'm going. That's that's what he'll be known as. Yeah, he's from Spain. He's from Spain, if you didn't know that either. Cool. So, The 13th Warrior came out in 1999. Okay. And he definitely is the only actor that you would ever recognize in that movie. (laughs) There is one guy that is in the movie that he is. I've seen him in other things. But he's not he's not a big a big deal. What's his name? You want to know his name? Are you sure? Yeah. His name is Dennis Storhoy. Okay. <laughs> Yo. Okay. I don't I don't know I don't know how to say that. Because pretty much everyone in this movie, they're a bunch of uh they're a bunch of Swedes and Scandinavian people and stuff like that. Oh, so okay. they all have like the diagonal cross through the O and their names, oh, a bunch wow. of J's and D's and stuff like that. So, who's the director? Any guesses? You don't know. I will never. I would never guess. John McTiernan. Did he? Yeah. John McTiernan directed it. Yeah, and do you know who he kind of co-directed it with? Michael Crichton. How interesting is that? Really? Michael Crichton is a very famous author, who's books have been adapted to film and you may know a couple one of them you is definitely know a couple jurassic park Ta-da-da. nature uh, uh finds a way <laughs> jeff that's goldblum a go- impression. that's a gold uh, that's a gold goldblum impression thank you sir Woo. so this movie is a really random one and basically what happens is this guy antonio banderas plays this character who is from, it's not really ever said, but someplace in the Middle East. So he plays a Middle Eastern, even though the whole movie he has basically a Spanish accent speaking English. Nice. His typical Antonio Banderas accent nice. is alive and well here in The 13th Warrior. And he kind of has um, an affair, essentially. And that happens like right in the beginning and Naughty. is inconsequential to, it doesn't come up again. It doesn't? And, uh, no, it doesn't. Because he does this. And so the sultan of this land actually sends him on a mission, okay? Like, he kind of gets banished slash gets sent on a mission. Um, it's like as, a jumping off point then. Yes. The affair. Yeah. Okay. It, oh, that's a good – so do you want to oh, – a jumping off point in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you explain that? Super brief. Um, it, it's a place where you start. You, you have a – a lot of times you just are struggling to – you have maybe a story – that you want to tell, but you don't know how to get it started. You don't know how to build momentum or like you don't know how to have an action that, that kind of leads to this main plot plot. Yeah. And so having an affair, it sounds like the, you know, people are angry with him. So they send him on the whole rest of the movie. Exactly. There's gotta be a reason why he is where he is. And it yes. sounds like the affair is why. Yep. So okay. he get, he gets sent off and then as he's being sent off, he runs into a Viking village, and they're just trying to get supplies and do something. And a whole other group of these mysterious, weird Vikings show up to the village while excuse me, while he's there, 
and he ends up getting roped into this adventure with this group, okay? Because these people show up, they say their village has been under attack by some mythical power, some curse, and they need the strongest and the bravest from this Viking village to go help them. And it's crazy, <laughs> but he ends up getting chosen. There's 12 that, that volunteer, and then at the very end, they apparently need one more, and he ends up being that one. So he is the 13th warrior, okay, of this okay. group. And okay. it's, it, anyway, so he travels with them all the way back to their land, and then they, and he goes to this village. It's actually, it's kind of similar to the movie The Seven Samurai, a little bit. Have you seen that before? Sure, yeah. Do you know what it is a predecessor to, a remake that came out recently? Um, uh, uh, the, the, you got the, it. Uh, yup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the something With seven. Den- the, Denzel Washington. Yes, the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent oh. Seven that came out a couple years ago was starring Denzel Washington and Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt yeah. and some other guys. Uh, that was actually a remake of the original Magnificent Seven, which was an American remake of Seven The Seven Samurai, Samurai right. which was the Japanese original story, black and white. Go check it out. It's all subtitles. Mega old. Mega old. You want to have some caffeine in your blood when you're trying to watch that one because it's it's a little harder to get into. And you have to read? You have to read. Oh, I don't want to read while I'm watching a movie. I can't handle that. No. So, <laughs> anyways, this movie, Mirror, it, it's similar to that. So, he okay. goes to this village. They find out what the problem is. The people are terrified of this. They're, they're all getting, like, massacred and attacked and killed in, like, disgusting ways. And they eventually find that there's this people that have been haunting them and killing them and, and, and eating them and stuff. And so they fight them the whole time back and forth, defending their village, Beowulf style. And then they end up going on the offensive and attacking the group um, that has been terrorizing that. So that's, that's really all I want to say. Just know the reason you want to watch this movie is if you love action if you love like viking and um you know violence and it's it's kind of gory um and it's really intense it's there's kind of a scary tone to the movie the whole time um then you want to watch this movie all the performances are good and the story is just done really really well so it's gripping i love it it may not be critically acclaimed it may not have you know all that kind of stuff going for it but it's a ride, and I super love it. Okay. Well, uh, anything by John McTiernan, I I could dig. He, he's the director of Die Hard, by the way. So <clears throat> Die Hard. He knows how to make his action movies. He knows how to have people die. Maybe I'll do a, hard. Maybe I'll do a, a classic review of Die Hard one day. That'd be good. Do you know he did Last Action Hero as well? Yeah. Yes. Which is a good movie. A little bit of a cult classic. To some people. Yeah, a little bit. To my uncles. Hey, they love that movie. Yeah. Um, 99. Good year for movies. Yeah. Good year for movies. Do you have yeah. any questions about my, my movie that you've never seen? No. Okay. None for me. Do you know the only other person that I've known who has actually seen it is Ray. Your buddy Ray? Yeah. yeah. The first night we met, we were talking about favorite movies, and he said 13th Warrior, or I said it, one of us said it. And we became fast friends ever since. And it was it was a love relationship from there. Yeah. This movie makes friends. 
Cool. This... <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? Yeah, let's do it. My turn. Mine was pretty straightforward. It's a little harder when you haven't seen it and you have nothing to say about it. Because <laughs> I just finished. It's like, who okay. cares? Who cares? You like the movie. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I so, really do love it. Top 10 for me. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Okay. It's number 13 for me. Hey. Hey. Jerk. Okay. Yeah, never seen it. Anyway. Okay. My turn. Um, tonight, I'm going to be talking about... A movie called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, a very Never long... heard of it. You've never heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just copying you. What? <laughs> yes, I've seen it. <laughs> Jake's uh, bad at telling jokes. Jake I, Bennington. Yeah, that was supposed way. to be funny, that was, but Jake you didn't get it because you're one. daft. Um, punk. Anyway, the... Movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It stars Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, um, Kirsten Dunst, uh, a young Mark Ruffalo, um, a post Frodo Elijah Wood, um, Tom Wilkinson. It is post. Post. Yeah, that's post, true. Uh, Lord post of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Loader. Um, directed by a. I believe he's a Frenchman. Um, Michel Gondry, I think is how you would pronounce his name. Um, and it's a, it's a trippy, trippy movie. Um, a, I don't know what I should say. It's about a couple, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, are dating. They're in a relationship. And um, they break up. But not only do they break up, but they have these... Um, Sort of like uh, maybe like I don't know pseudosciencey sort of medical pr- procedures performed on them, where they have their memories of the relationship erased. So any anything that had to do with the relationship was erased from their memory. And so Kate Winslet does it um, when they break up. And then Jim Carrey, almost sort of as like a retaliation to spite her, um, has the procedure done on himself. And so we don't see any of Kate Winslet's procedure, um, but we the vast majority of the movie is, is during Jim Carrey's procedure. So they, and, and a lot of the movie takes place in his mind and and we reenacting memories so they they go from the most recent memories of jim carrey to the to all the way to the beginning so they work backwards so from the end to the beginning of the relationship and a lot of the movie is we see memories there he's reliving these memories and he he is like remembering this relationship and in the middle of the procedure he decides he wants to call it off he realizes that she doesn't remember him anymore they're not in a relationship anymore but he starts to realize that there was a lot of love and there was a lot of uh, joy in that relationship that he wants to remember and keep and so he starts to fight the procedure and it gets it's really it's really effective in its in its kind of trippiness. There's a lot of really cool practical effects and visual effects where they they start to really warp um, different aspects of these memories. 
Amazing cinematography. Yeah, it's really well done. Which cinematography, in the way that we're talking about it, means? Um, the the director of photography, cinematographer, is the person in charge of the lighting and the camera. So the way the movie looks, essentially, on screen. Movement, the angles, Yeah, the camera placement. Zooms. Yeah, all that stuff is, is uh, the cinematography. And um, a lot of really neat... Um, a lot of neat ways of making the memories fade and disappear. Yeah. Um, and it's such a creative movie. And it, the thing that I like uh, that I love so much is, um, the themes of the movie of love, of memory, um, of natural love, of forced, forced love. You can't force a relationship to work. Um, sometimes it's almost fate that relationships do work and you are meant to find each other. Um, I don't want to spoil much, but it's, it's an incredible movie, um, that I, I, I don't know if I would say it's a cult classic because it got a well, ton it was of an praise. Indie, it was an indie yeah, movie. It's a, it's a very indie movie for sure. Was it at Sundance? I feel like it was. I, I think, hated I how I said Sundance. Sundance. <laughs> Was it at Sundance? Was it at Sundance? But I, th- uh, I think it was. I don't um, know. It probably was. But it just, you know, it, it makes me think so much about the relationships that we maybe try to force or relationships that just aren't happening or like we seem, we just can't seem to, you know, break apart from these people um, because it just feels so natural with them. and taking yeah. risks and taking chances and and it does it in in such a creative thought-provoking way um it, it definitely makes love. you very very introspective yeah you really kind of think back at relationships you've had and it does a good job of pointing out you know just because you know a, rela- a relationship feels good doesn't mean it is good for you and how just because something starts off well, sometimes it's always inevitable that it's no matter how well you start back on something, it's going to end not good, you know? And yeah. I, I can think of people I know in my life and, you know, uh, things I've done in my personal life where, yeah, like it's just, you need to leave it, you know, it's not meant to, it's not meant to be or whatever. And you think it's great, but it ultimately does you, does you harm. It, it's a very, very, like you said, thought provoking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say to the um, six and a half people listening right now. Yeah. Um, anyone, Joe Schluter <laughs> and anybody, Wendy, whoever Wendy is on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, thanks, Wendy. Bring me a junior bacon cheeseburger. I yeah, I think it was um, Wendy. Um, the If you put this movie on, you've got to stick with it. You have got to stick with it because it it starts out weird. You're confused. I didn't understand what was going on. It was slow. I was frustrated because I was so confused. It takes its time to reveal its methods of telling this story. And it 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 trusts that the audience is smart. It doesn't spoon feed you information. It doesn't spoon feed you its narrative structure. It it trusts that you are an intelligent human being who can handle the way that this story is structured. And um, if you're going to put this movie on, just stick with it. The first 20 minutes or so is is weird. It's confusing. Um, but 
it it it's all for a purpose and it's all it all makes sense and comes together um and makes honestly for incredible incredible repeat viewings um I, it, that movie came out in 2004 and i'm still as every every time i watch it i still find something new to think about it will be timeless and, yeah it, no it really is so um and, and it's controversial it's, too why well um if you think about the concept of okay there's this technology there's this ability to take this memory from me this pain from me right a lot of people i'm sure would, would think hey that. Yeah. that sounds fantastic i have this terrible thing and this terrible thing that happened to me and i would love to erase that but what about the people who did the bad things but still feel pain from them and to take do you that, get what i'm saying sure, like yeah. are they is that okay that they would be removed of that can they tap in and use the same thing because a lot of people would say you know let's someone in jail for killing someone they feel bad about it should they have to live with feeling bad about it sure oh, a that's, lot of people would say yeah that's an interesting i mean this movie doesn't really get into no that no no no, no, no. All, it does not but, even pretend to talk about this but it's something that i have thought about since interesting i'm like dang everyone would love to do that ah but there's two sides to that sure so sometimes it's important that we live with the pain regardless of how how bad it is because it's important to who we are and the decisions we we make now and what we learn from it sure yeah it also features a not comedic performance from jim carrey he's very straight um he's he's great he's very against type um Against type is when you have someone like, (laughs) yeah, when you have someone like Jim Carrey, you hear, oh, he's in whatever movie. You're like, oh, it must be a comedy because he's always, always trying to be hilarious and and outrageous. Obnoxious kind of um, borderline ridiculous sense of comedy. Yeah, it's what he's known for. And so if he goes against type, he's going in the other direction. He's doing a serious thing. He's he's, very dramatic in this movie. He's very, um, he plays a very... Um, introverted character, a, a very quiet, reserved person. Serious movie. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's it's a good one, though. Highly, highly recommend Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Absolutely. I give that a ton of junk. <laughs> junk. Give that Jake a, ton of, a ton of junk. All right. A ton of junk. A ton of junk. Okay, let's get to our final segment. Um, let's do it. So today, actually, I was a little confused because you put Oh, you changed it. Okay. Yeah, I changed it. Okay, cool. We were thinking about talking about glass, but we will tease you with that and say we'll talk about it next, next time. time. Yes. So tune in. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about Aquaman. Man of the aqua. Yeah. The Man of the waters. Man. Um, wow. Where do we even start with Aquaman? I'm not sure. That's a good question. <coughs> um, it's a superhero a movie about uh, man in water. And uh, a DC film, so uh, that's important because it is a it's a rival to Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's nemesis, if you will. Um, well, let's start off with some of the maybe boring number stuff. Do you know how well it did in box office? Did people like it? Did a lot of people go see it? Um, it's made like one point zero one ish billion dollars. So whatever. 
So over a billion dollars. Um, it's weird that nowadays that's it's good, but it's like yeah, you know, it's you know, uh, it's a superhero yeah. movie. So. I think The Dark Knight in two thousand and eight was the first movie to break a billion dollars at the box office. I think, and now it happens like every other weekend. So, um, but yes, uh, Aquaman. A lot, a lot of people have seen Aquaman. Um, okay, I, well, let me tell you this though. Yes, go ahead. Aquaman is actually the leggiest comic book superhero movie in 25 years leggiest leggiest do you that, know what i mean by that that's a that's a film term i don't know so leggiest is when like it has the legs to keep going that's all oh, it's really okay. talking about at a consistent level so basically um aquaman will probably hold off from not making a million dollars per day until next monday is when they anticipate that wow. happening wow so sure it hasn't like had an opening weekend like some Avengers, movies yeah. but it keeps on keeping on people yeah. are all making okay. sure that they go see it just over a really long time so it's actually the leggiest superhero movie in in, in 25 years interesting that is interesting yeah i uh, don't know why I, I don't know why that would be the case is that a teaser that you don't like this movie um no it isn't oh okay. um but I will say, if we're going to kind of get into reviewy stuff, it is a fine movie. Yeah. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, it's good. It's 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, I honestly, for my opinion, feels right about where it should Right be. in the range. Of where, yeah. 55% on Metacritic. They hate every movie that's ever come out and have <laughs> never been happy in their life. Metacritic, get a life. Um, IMDB 7.5 out of 10 so um, fair, fair numbers for yeah sure. and I think the audience score I don't know what it is in Rotten but I'm sure that it is Rotten Tomatoes is a really uh, popular review site by the way don't get too caught up in it because sometimes I feel like they're so wrong on movies and they lean too hard on the critic side of things and they don't just enjoy what they're looking at so <laughs> that's just my opinion um, it uh, I think something noteworthy about Aquaman is the director James Wan. Okay. Yes. 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 Big so time he's done some other interesting things that people are definitely familiar with. Yes. Like Saw was his first movie, I think. Okay, confession. What? I did not know that. Saw. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know that. I didn't know that he directed that. Yeah. What? Yes. Um Oh wow. And I then never would have thought. More recently, um I think he did all th I don't know if he did all three. I think he did the first two insidious movies. And then again, I don't know if he did both, but he definitely did the first conjuring um movies. I think yeah, yeah. you'll start he did, did he do he did both the first the first conjuring. He didn't direct the second conjuring? I don't think so. I think he did for insidious, I think he did the first two but not the third. Okay. Um Possibly. Okay. Um, this thing I'm looking at is not forthcoming. Anyway. But so, you, you probably know him from Fast and Furious 7. Yeah. One of the more popular ones. But I think I think the theme to, to discuss here is that he saw Insidious, The Conjuring, are horror films. All of those are scary movies. He did, and, he did number one and two and of two. Insidious okay. and, and, and Conjuring. And he did do The Conjuring 2? Yep. Okay. Um, he he got his start and most of his career as a, a horror 
filmmaker um, and an effective one. He he makes some pretty freaky, scary movies. Yeah, jo- or um, saw one through like six. He only he, directed the first one. Well, but he was executive yeah. producer and all the other ones. So. Um, so he he's clearly trying to uh, step aside from the horror genre with getting into more action films. Um, and he dipped his foot in the comic book realm so i yeah. definitely think that that's an interesting an interesting uh higher yeah. off the bat yeah yeah okay so the guys who star in this movie are some fun ones that's for sure it's jason momoa who's kind of slowly quietly building and taking over hollywood yep i would say um you know jason momoa from game of thrones he plays um carl drogo Yes, Drogo. Not Carl Drogo. <laughs> Carl. Hi, hi, my name's Carl Drogo. Would you Carl like to buy some Drogo. insurance from me? Carl Drogo. Um, he basically he kind of caught his uh, his break in Game With, of Thrones. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. You ever heard formerly, of her? A, formerly dated Johnny Depp. Right. That ended in flames. Yeah. Willem, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, who is... Willem Dafoe. Very well yeah. uh, credentialed. Green Green Goblin, if if you want to pick it. That's how you're going to reference him? Just because, I mean, who's going to know him from... Boondock Saints. Boondock. I hate that movie. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! No, you don't. Yeah. Boondock Saints is pure garbage. In three words, why do you not like it? Um, Quentin Tarantino ripoff. I don't know if that's... Rip off is that one word technically? Quentin Tarantino rip off. Rip off. Okay, that's fair. Nicole Kidman is in um, Aquaman. Patrick Wilson um, is in it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of cool guys. Okay, so that's who's in it. Now, well, how do we feel about the movie overall? What's kind of the plot? What what happens? Um, What's the meat and potatoes? Well, I mean, a, a basic plot is. Um, Aquaman's mom is of Atlantis. She is a queen in Atlantis, and his dad is just a lighthouse, regular Joe Schmo human. Um, they meet. They have a forbidden love affair. Um, she is supposed to marry a guy who's king. She doesn't want to marry him, so she books it from um, Atlantis and gets it on with the lighthouse guy they kind of have this relationship they give birth to aquaman and she is summoned back to atlantis people want her back people are angry at her for not marrying this king guy and so then you cut to present day and aquaman's half brother um played by patrick wilson is yes um kind of like the king and he's wanting he wants to take over the the land so he's the king of atlantis he wants to he's angry at humans for destroying the ocean (laughs) polluting the ocean so he wants to teach us land dwellers a lesson raging war on the surface so his whole goal is to to unite the seven sea kingdoms i guess you call them that sounds so cool yeah and destroy and wage war on land on us land people yeah aquaman who feels like he's a land he kind of bridges that dweller, gap a land dweller he wants to stop his half brother from doing this and prevent a war between the sea and the land is essentially and i learned this after the movie it is a, it's kind of a 
I've never known this about Aquaman, but it's supposed to be a King Arthur sort of. Well, his name is Arthur. Yeah, and they call him King Arthur at the end, but it's supposed to be like a retelling of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table from this comic book. Oh, huh. Atlantis perspective. So that's a and then money thinking back, nugget. I was like, okay, so there's like seven kingdoms. There's the seven sea kingdoms. The and, trident. Yes, the trident, um, the sword and the stone. I guess Amber Heard's character is like the Merlin of the story. So, huh? You think Willem um, Dafoe maybe would? Be maybe there. that's a good good point. Um, but yeah, so okay. um, this movie was was good. I. I had a nice time at the theater. When I saw this film. Yeah. Um, I really, really liked it. A I lot. really liked it. Yeah, a lot. I don't know if, um, as far as DC goes, if I liked it more than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was to me an excellent superhero movie, but I think it's right there with Wonder Woman. It's second best. I would say yeah, that at least. I would it's say amazing. that in the garbage fire that is the DC universe film universe well now we're never going to get invited to a premiere of any of those movies do you oh. realize this oh my. literally whoa, 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 take whoa, whoa. it back yeah oh, reel I, it in i take love it back. dc movies i think they're great they're so great yeah oh thank you please please we'll edit it out yeah i wow i can't believe that that evil person just said that about dc movies oh my gosh let's move on um anyway <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Wonder Woman is the best DC movie, pretty pretty much hands down. This would be this is a second for me. Yeah, in second place. I'll tell you some things I liked about it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, hit me. I thought, and I actually read something um, that I agreed with. Jason Momoa. Here's the thing: you have all the other DC movies. They they lack just actual life. They just lack personality. They lack layers to their characters. Everybody is just, uh, I don't know. They're just a personification that's just empty. So like you have Henry Cavill's Superman that he does, right? Right. It's so dead. That yeah. character is dead. The performance, like he, he can, he's fine actor, but man, they just, they keep everyone in those roles so level. So what's nice about Jason Momoa is that he's actually leaning into his character and he seems very real and he seems very refreshingly um, humble and open with who he is and, and the way he acts. And so he's a lot more comedic than anything that's ever happened in the DC Universe sure. before. Sure. Now, the price you pay, this is the thing I read, it said the price you pay to get a more real character is a lot of cheesy lines. That's going to happen. It's going to be a byproduct. And that's definitely true here. But it's still a price that you're willing to pay, which, again, is true. So there are moments that will make you maybe cringe. There will be some clunky dialogue and some lines that you're like, why? Yeah. That, that was for some 13-year-old kid who thought that line was sick. Everybody else watching this movie thought that was dumb. But overall, he's really, really funny and does a really good job um, having kind of a refreshing, funny character. I... I appreciate what you're saying. Didn't think he was funny. Um, I I did appreciate his lighthearted nature. I his attempts at humor in this movie fell so flat to me. Um, I'd say like for me, fifty fifty, fifty percent of the time. I, man, I can't remember I, a I hated time it. where I laughed. Oh, and, but I I do agree. <laughs> this movie is oozing oozing with nacho cheese. 
<laughs> it is so cheesy, so corny. Um, but when and if we're gonna compare it to other DC movies, it's which not I think campy. Uh, no, it's not self aware. No, I wouldn't say it's campy. Um, and when you compare it to other DC movies, it, it is in a kind of weird way, sort of refreshing to have a, a kind of kind of light hearted, colorful, literally very colorful, cheesy movie. Um, well, because it just it, well, like we leave the world behind for once. Like, how many cities need to be saved? Yeah. How many skyscrapers need to be blown through in a huge yeah. fight? Like, it was refreshing to go below the ocean and have a whole different new uh, array of characters we're dealing with. The only person that you've seen in anything else was Aquaman. Every other character in that movie is yeah. new, and so all their hierarchy, all their sub stories, it's all new. So. That was awesome. What I really love about these kind of movies is the world creation. And this job, or this movie did a a really good job of that because they, as he's looking for the trident, the trident's the answer. He has to claim the trident to be able to challenge King Orm for the throne. And so he goes to all these other kingdoms and they're all so different and so sick. And so I could get really into that. Like they're mysterious and they're mythical and there's a lot of like lore around it. And the, the visual effects are just stunning. So I was sucked in for all those reasons, taken out at moments of cringiness sure. and nacho cheese, sure. Taco Bell. But um, overall, I was just super having a good time. Um, there are two main thoughts that I have. One, um, this is not necessarily a negative thing about this movie. Um, this movie felt to me like a movie that was made um uh 25 years ago in the 90s it it feels so 90s to me um James Wan is he he really likes practical effects and there's not a lot of opportunities for practicality in this movie considering half of it takes place underwater <laughs> um but anywhere he could he had he had real actors in real suits which felt very um very old-fashioned in that kind of way and and the before we had uh, performance capture Andy circus type stuff um, where people were just wearing these spandex suits wearing with dots all over their faces people actually got on the sets and they they put together these costumes and they they were there and this movie like Anthony Daniels who is C-3PO sure. in Star Wars, who's number eight in the <laughs> highest grossing actors of all time. C-3PO, the dude you ne- you don't even know what his face looks like. You don't know this man. You can yeah. see him on the street. He is the number eight all time, 4.04 That's billion. for one series of films. All right, I love that but, I could come yeah, in with that. that was okay. great. But, um, but it, it felt old-fashioned in that regard, but... In also, a good or bad way, I don't know your tone here. Um, in a good way, okay. I would I would All say right. that if I had to choose whether or not it affected me in a positive negative way, I would say positive. And okay. some the dialogue is is kind of '90s cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a romance that they don't you don't really see the male and female lead kind of have a romance anymore, and that was here. Um, a lot of like these hero shot poses from Jason Momoa. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. felt old fashioned to me. That was not good. And I and and so there, it just kind of it felt like a, a superhero that would have been made twenty years ago. Interesting. And, I didn't and think I, about it that I way. I thought about that so many times, and then 
this like is... he he did blue steel like eight times yeah, in that movie yeah and like he literally like turned his head behind his shoulder and like looked back at the camera and made a face like it was it was so it just felt old fashioned to me yeah that's, in terms that's of like true. action star movies yeah and um this is the other big thing that i really wanted to say and it's definitely a negative and i couldn't stop thinking about it the whole movie his eyes car his eyebrows no. car and this that's is really mean of you <laughs> no this is a, a more of a generalization the whole time i was watching this I, I felt all i could feel is that dc is the off-brand malto meal to Marvel's name brand cereal. Ooh. And let it, that sink in. It, oh. Like shots fired. You can maybe get the same thing out of both, but one just feels cheaper and less essential and there's a reason you have the name brand and there's a reason that the name brand is the popular choice. And Savage. I, it just Savage. felt like this movie is trying so hard to just keep up with Marvel. No at, doubt there. At yeah. least make an effort to to get you to go to the theater for these DC movies and and like maybe try to distract you away from the amazing job that Marvel is doing right now. And I it just felt like a knockoff. It felt like a ripoff. Not a ripoff, but but a riding the coattails and uh, the off brand to the name brand is yeah. just what it felt like to That's me. Good analogy. And and I I just could not stop thinking about it. I had a good time. I was never bored. The third act is really, really fun. But I I just like uh, mm, ooh. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Oh wow! Well, okay. Um, <laughs> you said a lot there. I have. I yeah. I feel a lot for this. Your movie. face is flushed with it color. Is. You are. You are up in arms. They called um, me Rosie in sixth grade. That's cute. Cute. That's, that's so cute. Um, okay. Well, I don't disagree with any of that. I guess that's fair. Um, that being said, I was able to lose myself and just really enjoy the movie. Unlike you, you cynical son of a gun. No, I, that's and not true. You not true. you hated it. I and, didn't hate it. Um, I thought that Nicole Kidman was a weird cast. Like yeah. she plays her role fine. Yeah. But she's too big of a star to put in her role. It just kind of popped me out of the movie for a second. I'm like, ah, it's Nicole Kidman. She wasn't in, like, in weird enough sparkly really, dress stuff. She wasn't in it enough to really bug me. She was bookend character though. So for you sure. started and ended with sure, her, and I was sure. like. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> but um yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. And uh okay, we, well we I'll say spoilers. I'll say my critical things. Um besides the corniness and him doing Zoolander blue steel into the camera a couple times, I did not like one of the villains, a side villain which was Manta or no, Black Manta. Black Manta. Yeah, Black Mantis. That's Goldings of the Galaxy. No, Black Manta. His actual armor stuff when he made it all, his helmet and all that stuff. Like, who's the concept artist? Who's the team of people getting paid tons of money to sit there and, and design it felt that character? To me. It felt nineties. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It looked like they said, "Okay, we're gonna win. We're gonna win some points by pleasing the really die-hard comic guys who are, and we're gonna take this dude right off the page." But guess what? Like, no, that's not a good idea. 
there are way more people going to see the movies who never read a comic than read comics. That's a fact. And so when you have this guy who the villain just looks so absurdly stupid. Yeah. He, stupid. He looked like he was right out of like the <coughs> 90s Power Ranger movie. Is, is, he I just, did, exactly. Kept, my mind kept coming to yeah. that. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's a reference for that. And then I also, the moment when he is... Um, uh, like on his little submarine thing above the water, and then the guys come up um, from King Orm, and they are like negotiating with him or paying him or whatever. The the soldiers, the Atlantean soldiers on land in their armor stuff, mm. stupid again. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they looked like bionicles. Yeah. They, their armor was so fake and looked like plastic, and it just looked so dumb. The design was just poor, and I did not like that at all. So. And I guess that does feed back into what you said, anyhow. I yeah, it just I continuously thought I applaud you for trying to be as practical as you can where you can, but it it just like the the look of Black Manta and those henchmen it didn't really bother me, but it just didn't feel up to where we are in 2019. Yeah, with what you can really do with costume design and and like effects to make characters. Well, especially look really just good. yeah. No, I'm on board with what you're saying now, and especially with the visual effects that are already taking place in the movie that are kind of breathtaking at parts. There are there are some really really amazing visual effects. In this <coughs> Sorry movie. for my cough, but yeah, they're they're awesome. Anyway. Anyways, okay, I think that can wrap up sure. uh, uh, Aquaman. I would definitely, I would recommend it. I think it's a good lighthearted time. Um, kind of brace yourself for some of the things we said, but don't don't be like, you know, Jake and let one thing ruin everything for you. Have a good time. Enjoy it, you know? Let you, go uh, and uh, just sink rating? into the experience. What's your rating going to be? Um, okay. Jake B faces. I would give it three and a half Jake faces. Okay. I'm going to go three Jake faces. Um, okay, okay. You're giving Aquaman a better review than, than Mary, Mary Poppins. Pop- yeah, yeah. I had more fun watching Aquaman. Mm, yeah, okay. Um, right. I, it, it, go to, you won't be bored. There will be some cheesy lines that maybe you can laugh at. There's some really great um, action sequences, especially at the end. Um, and... It, you know, if you can, I struggle because I love Marvel movies so much, and they what they're doing now in the last year is unbelievable. Bias, but uh, sure, absolutely. But but um, DC, the they these movies just can't keep up. And yeah. but if you were to if you were to look at Aquaman by itself, it's a good time. I think you'll find that it's worth the ticket price. I think that you can just go and enjoy, escape from whatever's bothering you for a couple hours and and just have a, have a nice time and then be done and go help them uh keep their record going for legiest movie superhero movie in 25 years yeah. they have not made under one million dollars in a day since it has that's come out crazy yeah yeah that, all right that is crazy cool um in one sentence i would go see the movie because everything jake said go have a good time go have a good time yes please do. next next week we will review uh, glass. glass glass and hopefully we'll be on iTunes by then we figured out how to do that and hopefully on some other platforms as well so please tweet at us if you have a suggestion that's at Jake and Jake 18 for now anyways at Jake and Jake 18 let us know a movie you want us to review a question you have terminology whatever it is 
and uh, we'd love to do that. We also have an email now if you want to email us. We do. Movie takes with the Jakes at gmail.com. No surprise Great. there. At yeah. Gmail. <laughs> All cool. right. Well, All right. We just want to be making this better every week. So uh, stick with us, please. And we'd love you. We love you with our heart. All our heart. All right. Bye. Bye.